Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Hey, Pat Kunain was President Obama's senior writer and deputy director of messaging. He wore a lot of hats over the six years that he spent in the Obama White House. He's also the author of a brand new book. It is called West Winging It, an unpresidential memoir. This is Pat Kunain. Hey, Pat. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. I feel like my street cred is shot in that you are a Philly guy, and I don't know you. I don't think we've met, have we? Come on. No, yeah, I, I don't think we've met either. I'm embarrassed, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. And I'm going to tell you what I enjoyed most about the book. It may Fantastic. surprise you. Uh-oh. Georgetown or the University of Miami. <laughs> and I guess it's your mom who goes to the ultimate arbiter. Tell the story. Yes, so I was uh, between uh, I was a senior in high school between Georgetown and the University of Miami, debating between the two. Uh, my my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, was going to Miami, 
My mom desperately wanted me to go to Georgetown. We got into a huge fight. My mom and I, I should say, never fight. And this lasted for a long time. And eventually by May, I was enrolled at both schools. And uh, my mom and I just could not agree. And suddenly we got some clarity. And that clarity came in the form of Larry King Live. Remember that show? <laughs> Pat Cunningham. Pat Philly. Hello. Yes. Dr. Phil was the guest. My mom said, you know what, Pat? I'm calling in. I said, go ahead, Mom. You oh will never God. get through. <laughs> and somehow our, lo- our ridiculous problem got through, and both Dr. Phil and Larry King uh, told me to go to Miami. I should also note uh, my mom um, did it as a joke. She's actually a fairly serious person. In fact, she's running for Congress in uh, Pennsylvania right now. I looked so I for the audio. Just tell that story about my mom. I looked for the audio. We couldn't find it. Do you have it? Uh, I also have looked for it, and I don't have it. And I think it's probably a good thing that I don't have oh, it. Oh come on, man! That would be too damn funny to watch. <laughs> and 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 by the way, the timing was such that like that was the heyday. That was the show that you went to at night. Yes, and I I want to be clear. Like people were calling in with serious problems. The people right. before me were saying, <laughs> right. you know, they it was a man who had lost his wife. It was another person dealing with a disease. And then my mom calls in with our sort of ridiculous problem. But uh, they took it seriously, <laughs> and I went to Miami. And you know what? I ended up in D.C. anyway, so it all worked out just fine. All right, here's headline number two from the brand new book, which is West Winging It. I used to love Genardi's. Now, it has, oh. it has not been the same since Gennardi's became a giant, or at least mine did. And, and, and giant's a good place, but Gennardi's had a, a family feel to it. Right. What happened on April Fool's Day relative to Gennardi's? So my wife uh, is Stephanie Gennardi, now Stephanie Canan. Um, and <laughs> this is embarrassing, but uh, I was going through one of my normal FBI routine background checks. The FBI, you know, takes that stuff seriously when you work at the White House. And they had called my neighbor, Sean, uh, and he gave, he gave me a heads up that they had called, and he said it all went well. They had, they, he, he said, you know, they had been asking about your uh, wife's family, the Gennardis, but it, it seemed fine. So I said, okay, that's all good, whatever. Then the next day, um, I'm not mindful of the day that it actually, the date that it actually was. I get a call from my wife, and she's frantic. And she's saying, oh, my God, Pat, the Secret Service or the FBI is here. They have guns. They are investigating my parents. They think they're in the mafia. And now, obviously, (laughs) Gennardi is an Italian name. I start freaking out. I come over to my boss. I say, I got to go. The FBI is at my girlfriend's house. They have guns. They're investigating my my future in-laws. Then I start really panicking. I call my neighbor, Sean, who had said that they had been asking about the Gennardis. And he said, Pat, take a breath and look at the date. And, of course, it was April 1st, April Fool's, and I certainly felt like a fool in front of everyone. For the benefit of those not in the Philly area, Gennardi's was the preeminent family grocer. And I I don't mean like bodega, small places. I mean an enormous, successful, and clean business. So what what was better, that or the parachute joke on Air Force One? So... I think that one, because I was embarrassed even in front of my my bosses, because I I fell for it in front of them. But the parachute joke was sort of interesting to me in the sense that, you know, there's a running joke among new staffers at the White House for, you know, their first flight on Air Force One. They were sort of told, uh, you know, you're responsible for the parachutes for the press. In case anything goes wrong, we need to be able to get them their parachutes so they can jump out of the plane. And 
I sort of, of course, fell for it. Uh, I fall for things, as is pretty clear. But I was talking to one of my friends who is much more skeptical and never falls for things. But he fell for that prank, too. And I thought his perspective was interesting, which was, you know, he said, I graduated from college two years ago. If you had told me back then that I'd be working at the White House or allowed to fly on Air Force One, I would have told you it was unbelievable. So we were already in this sort of bizarre, rarefied air. So press parachutes felt almost normal. Right. Everything else is surreal. Why wouldn't that be? Exactly. This is Pat Cunan, West Winging It, an unpresidential memoir. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. This is Pat Cunan, West winging it, an unpresidential memoir. So your first gig, am I right, is that you were a media monitor? That's right. Yeah. So uh, what, like, what are you you're like listening to guys like me on radio or TV and trying to figure out what they're saying about the boss? Exactly. That's why I feel like we've already met, but I guess we haven't. Um, right. How, how was my file, by the way? Was it pretty thick? It was. It was very. It was very positive. Right. Uh, so, yes, very well respected Philadelphia journalist. Uh, so can't go wrong there. So you're you're there. You're there for a short time, and the first time that you see the president, he's pissed. Yeah. So I was very lucky. I wasn't a good media monitor, but sometimes you fail up. And Dan Pfeiffer uh, helpfully moved me over to a new role in the West Wing. And so, in a really surreal turn of events, I found myself sitting in the West Wing, uh, in this cramped office called Upper Press, about 30 feet from the Oval Office and 30 feet from the briefing room. Uh, and on, you know, my first week, I hadn't seen the president in, in a long time. You know, I, I, I got to know the president like everyone else from a thousand miles away as this famous politician. But suddenly I'm sitting, sitting 30 feet from him, and then he, he bursts into the, the office, and he's, he, he's frustrated. This isn't the Obama, you know, the hope poster Obama. This is like this is the guy who's trying to get stuff done, and he starts um, talking about, I think it was the payroll tax cut debate. Um, but it might as well have been gibberish to me because I was so flustered. And I just pulled up my a Microsoft Word document and started typing uh, randomly over and over. I think I was typing my name over and over, but to him, I think I looked uh, like I was diligently working. But that was my first sort of West Wing uh, experience. Many moons ago, I, I had the privilege of doing an internship in the old executive office building for Vice President Bush, uh, Papa Bush, in the right. advance office. And so oh, yeah. I, I think your Biden, your first Biden encounter <laughs> is in those corridors. And you have to tell that story. Don't worry, we're not giving away the whole book for free. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, again, I, I had a really good knack for embarrassing myself very early on, uh, and it just stayed with me throughout. But my very first experience with President, uh, with Vice President Biden was that he was walking down a hallway, and he was sort of staring at me, and, or sorry, I was sort of staring at him, so like a deer in headlights, and he just kept coming towards me, and I was sure he was going to turn left, and I didn't want to be in his way, so I went right through this big, grand uh, wooden door, and the door slammed behind me. And of course, in fact, he was trying to turn right and I had slammed the door on his face, uh, right in his face. And he was muttering on the other side something about, you know, what am I talking to a door here? So I immediately ran back to my desk, mortified and emailed his press secretary and told her what happened. And she said, not to worry, you'll get used to that sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, I, I never really did. Working in the West Wing was ridiculous and insane and and really fun, and I never did get used to it. But those were the sorts of things that uh, happened a lot. Which was more personally enjoyable, playing hoops with the president or a round of golf? Oh, that's a good question. I would say um, I would probably say golf. Both were just, again, I hate, I hate to overuse the word, but both were surreal. Uh, but golf, obviously, because it lasts a little bit longer, um, I did happen to choke uh, and lose the match on the 18th hole by triple bogeying the hole because he was doing a little trash talking. But uh, it was still, still 
pretty fantastic. Hey, I, I don't want people to think that the book is all shits and giggles, but it really is a funny Light. I mean, as per the title, West Winging right. It, it's a lighthearted look behind the scenes at what it was like for you as a young guy to spend six years on that watch. Right. It, that That's really, you know, there are some heavy moments, especially towards the end. Um, but that's really what I wanted it to be. I wanted, I wanted it to be sort of a counterpoint to a lot of the books that have come out and are coming out in our age of, you know, fire and fury and even... Comey. Um, this is about how a White House can be fun without being dysfunctional. And it's about how a lot of young people uh, went to work at the White House to try to do a little good. And a lot of us sort of grew up there. You know, I walked in for the first time when I was 22 uh, and with my parents literally I love that. walking me to the White House. I love House, that detail. Just, yeah. just so embarrassing, but uh, sort of so appropriate for them. Um, and I didn't really walk out again until I was 29. So it was a wonderful experience. And during that time, nine direct bosses in the second term, seven of them women. Yeah, I think this is something that doesn't get enough attention. Um, and that's that, by and large, the Obama White House was sort of run by uh, women. And they were the ones, uh, a lot of them, you know, Jen Palmieri, Jen Psaki, um, Anita Decker, Breckenridge, Alyssa Mastromonaco, all these people. And a lot of them were the ones who gave me um, the most opportunity to really move out of press wrangling into some more slightly more substantive work and i really owe everything to them and and pat to give yourself some credit you may have come in as a media monitor but by the end you are a senior writer for president obama so i was yeah i feel like i got i I got pretty lucky i kept moving up slowly and you know that's a title that sounds more important than it is it was i split my time between his uh, being a writer and being a message planner so I would spend my time figuring out how to use the president's time and prepping him for interviews and talking points and stuff like that. And then I also got to, which was sort of the thrill of my life, because I always was interested in writing. I got to do a little writing for him. You know, I wrote a lot of his op-eds and, you know, his, the random stuff that the important speechwriters didn't want to write, uh, I got to do. You know, everything from when a celebrity died, a statement we put out, to op-eds on whatever, to when, you know, uh, a sports team would come or something like that. I read, it may have even been today, I read, uh, I think in Axios, there was a vignette about Patrick Gaspard once being told by President Obama, uh, maybe on the campaign, but maybe when he just came in, but the gist of it was him saying, I can write better than anybody who's going to write for me. I'm going to, I'm going to know the issues better than anyone who will put words in front of me. If you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure it's Axios today in the newsletter. But mm-hmm. that had to make it difficult. He was a very discriminating boss. Yeah, I, it was sort of shocking me because, again, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly out there writing his super important speeches. So I, I would get kicked these sort of more fun – more the, the more fun stuff or – the stuff you didn't necessarily think he would take an interest in. And then sometimes you would send it in and it would come back and he would have edited it and made it just absolutely brilliant. And I would think this wasn't, I can't even believe he took the time to do this, but I do think that he very much considered himself a writer as well. He should have. Um, And he, he obviously was the best writer in the building. A serious story. You accompanied the president to Sandy Hook. Take us inside that meeting. Well, so that was, uh, again, the book is mostly lighthearted, but there were, working at the White House, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and too often the, the sad moments were these mass shootings, and they unfortunately went 
it became sort of a playbook of how you had to deal with them. And I, I'll never forget that morning. It was shortly before the holidays. It was right after the election. And all the joy of the time and the moment was just sucked out of the room. As the news reports started happening, we were all sitting in, in our offices in the West Wing, and we were getting emails from the Situation Room. And I remember the president went out to the briefing room, and you know you could see that it was clearly affecting him. And then um, we traveled up to Newtown. And normally, you know this, having interned in the advanced department, you know you plan a president's trip for months, and you have an advanced team there for for a full week before you get there. But we had just two days, and I um, went as the press wrangler, um, and it was just the most sort of horrific experience of my life sitting in that room with all those people. Um, I, I remember thinking to myself, looking at, uh, towards the front row of the room, um, thinking, well, that must be where the uh, deceased families are. And then I realized, no, it's basically everyone in this room because there's so many um, people who were killed. And it was just horrific. And I didn't go into the room during the private time, but that was one of those one of the few times, you know, the Secret Service were crying. Um, and then you saw the president deliver a speech. You know, he became sort of, people like to call him the consoler in chief. Um, but it was a really important part of his job and any president's job. And it's something I write about in the book that I think um, he sort of was uniquely prepared to do, um, both honoring the people who had been killed, but also, you know, keeping America's eyes open to what this is and how we should be able to change it. And I think it was one of his greatest frustrations. In fact, I know it was, he said this publicly too, that um, not enough changed. Am I right that today Pat Cunan is writing for Designated Survivor? Yes, that's right. You know, I got off it after season two. Maybe I need to go back. Well, season, no, we're still, we're, we're in the back half of season two. There was okay. a long hiatus. All right, then that's what confused me. I, I hung with you for a first season. How's that? That's that's fine. My, I should say my uh, the episode I co-wrote airs tomorrow night, and Michael J. Fox will star in it. Nice. Um, so that might be worth checking is out. He, yes. Is he playing himself in it? He is not. He is playing. Uh, it's an important role, though, so it's it should be interesting. So how often do they, I, I presumably that's why they have you, but I, I guess they're coming to you often for not only writing, but a sanity check, like, hey, Pat, how would this have taken place, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And it's it's sort of funny. It's very odd, by the way, going from working in the real White House to a fake White House and writing for a real president and then a fake how one. But so? I remember on my first week there, um, they were we were playing with a storyline about the president potentially firing his FBI director. <laughs> and I remember stopping the room and saying, guys, I got to say this. Realistically, if he's under investigation, this just wouldn't happen. <laughs> and then we broke for what's the most important part of any writer's room. We broke for lunch. Of course. And then by the time we got back, Trump had fired his FBI director. And I had to tell them, you know, I'm sorry. I guess my experience is in a very different kind of White House, isn't it? Too good. Hey, the book was really a, a great, uh, fun read, and I appreciate your being here to talk about it. And, and sooner or later, two Philly guys will say hello to one another. Yes, exactly. Uh, if only uh, you could get your wife's family to, to buy back the, uh, the supermarket chain. I then, wish, then, yeah. Then, then my world would be a, a more simple place. A better place. <laughs> I Pat will be Kunan. sure to relay that message. West Winging It. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. book is titled West Winging It, TC, an unpresidential Memoir. Okay, that was enjoyable. And I got to say, you didn't bring it up with him, but he was indeed, Pat Cunane, voted um, one of the 50 most beautiful people 
from the Hill. I've got this from 2016. Here he is for Pat Cunane appearing on the 50 Most Beautiful list will bring his White House career full circle. As a young press aide, Cunane was in charge of organizing nominations for the list among staffers on Pennsylvania Avenue. (laughs) You know what? He does. He does. I mean, to his credit. It is in the book. It didn't make my list. I guess it would have made yours if you were doing the uh, the interview. Maybe it should have made should have made mine. Um, but I, I have to say, he handles it in a very diplomatic way. He doesn't brag about it. If he if it had if it had been I me, wonder, it would have I been would on have the, asked, yeah. the dust jacket. I was about to say it would have been the front cover. Exactly. I, um, I, it's interesting. I wonder if he's kicked his soda habit because in 2016 he was on a three Mountain Dew a day, oh. uh, which is that's a, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah, and he looks very trim and fit. So I wonder yeah. how that all works out. When you when you, when you hit 50, Mountain Dew no more. Unfortunately, I loved the it as a kid. The color of Mountain Dew with apologies to Mountain Dew. Oh, come I, on, that can't be good for you. I loved it as a kid. <laughs> loved it. was such a uh, such a thrill. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.